Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again today for today's stories all related to Thailand. Now, before we do get into today's show, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share if you do get a chance. Now, if you like listening to us on a podcast player, there's a link down below in the description where all the available podcast players that the show is on is listed. And finally, if you get some value out of the show, you like the show, and you'd like to support the show at some point, there is an also a link down below where you can buy us a coffee on the buy me a coffee website so now that that's all done and dusted let's jump into the top five or six stories doing the rounds today in thailand or for the last couple of days so the cabinet is to seek approval for 11 billion to subsidize domestic electricity charges The Thai cabinet will seek approval from the election commission for the allocation of about 11.1 billion baht from the central fund for emergency use under section 1693 of the constitution to subsidize household electricity charges from May to August. According to the charter, any use of the special fund by a caretaker government requires approval from the EC. Government spokesman Anuka Borabashari said today that the subsidy is intended for residences which use up to 300 units of electricity per month. Households which use up to 150 units per month will be given a discount of 92.04 satang for every unit of electricity consumed, while those who consume 151 to 300 units will be given a discount of 67.04 satang per unit. Anuka said that there are 18.36 million households which use fewer than 300 units per month. The scheme will also cost an estimated 7.6 billion baht to be absorbed by the Emergency Reserve Fund. For the 23.4 million households which consume between 301 and 500 units per month, he said that the that about 3.5 billion baht from the Centre Fund for 2023 will be used to subsidise electricity charges. So this is uh, to do with basically the electricity uh, bills here in Thailand have all been skyrocketing over the last couple of months and people are finding it harder and harder to pay their bills, which is obviously something that's definitely going to affect people. This actually stems from the fact that the government were giving subsidies to businesses and forgetting about the people on the ground who actually really need it rather than a business. And yeah, it's not very much of a discount, to be quite honest about it. The government should have really been doing a lot more about this before the problem ever turned up. But we do know how it works here in Thailand. Let's wait till the problem's turned up and then let's kind of find a way that we'll try to, you know, put a bandage over it to fix the situation. There is never any proactive thinking because just remember around the world, governments have had this problem, you know, six months ago. It's only affecting Thailand now. But yet the Thai government have never had the foresight to try to think of how when this issue comes to Thailand that they will solve it. And of course, this ridiculous small amount of money for people is going to make no difference whatsoever. But nevertheless, that's how it seems to be here. Now we have another story and uh, it's to do with the... uh, cannabis at the moment. So there's an open letter calls for U-turn on legalization. A network of doctors, academics and civil groups have published yet another open letter to oppose the government's decision to legalize cannabis. In their seventh open letter, they call on the public to vote for parties which do not back the removal of cannabis from the list of narcotics and its promotion as a cash crop. According to the open letter, there have been an increase in accidents and reports of adverse reactions on mental and physical health since the consumption of cannabis was liberalized last year. The consumption and trade of cannabis was effectively legalized on June 9, 2022, when the Bumjai Thai Party succeeded in having the plant removed from the list of Type 5 
derive narcotics. The movement most parts of the plant can be used, except parts of the plant containing more than 0.2 THC by weight. The letter noted that the medical use of cannabis has already been allowed since 2019, while a plant was still listed as a narcotic. Cannabis removal from the list of type C narcotics meant the plant and its derivatives have become more easily accessible, but in the absence of a legal framework to control and monitor the production and use of cannabis, recreational use of the plant has soared, the letter said. It has also pointed out that if the Bumjai Party wanted to promote cannabis as a cash crop, its legalisation should have been supervised by the Ministry of Commerce or the Ministry of Industry. Instead, the Ministry of Public Health has become a cannabis promoter rather than a cannabis regulator, said the statement. It concluded that people should reconsider voting for political parties who endorse cannabis legalisation in the upcoming election on May 14th. The open letter included a list of signatures of medical workers, academics from various fields and civil workers who support cannabis restrictions. Some notable names on the list was the former Senior Health Minister, Chatri Bakam, former Secretary General of the Central Narcotics Office and an advisor to the International Narcotics Control Board, Vera Sumyai. And yet again, when we think about incompetence, we look back at this whole legalization of cannabis here. So they legalize cannabis and then they have no rules or regulations in terms of how it's used, sold or consumed. So you literally right now, if you go to most towns or cities here in Thailand, you will find cannabis shops everywhere. Now, there's no people, there's very few people checking up in these places, whether they actually have licenses, right, to be open, what they're serving, the fact that you're not meant to be smoking it openly, there's none whatsoever. And the main parties that are opposing this are the opposition parties of uh, Putai and the Move Forward Party or Future Forward Party, whatever their current name is. Now, both these parties have said that if they get into government, that they will bring back only cannabis to be used for medicinal purposes, that all the other nonsense surrounding it uh, will be uh, will be gotten rid of because they just don't agree with it. It's also, when you look at Thailand right now and what it's done, I mean, a few years ago, if you're caught with cannabis, you're getting 20 years in prison. Now you can freely nearly walk around and nobody's going to, bat an eyelid at you but then you look at the likes of Singapore where a man yesterday or I'm sorry on Wednesday was executed for not even having the cannabis on him for a phone call to one of his phones that he said was lost and said he was basically he facilitated in the transport of this one kilogram of cannabis put to death over a phone call that he may not or may have been involved in over one kilogram of cannabis now that's where we're at in the country like Singapore So it shows you the two extremes of parts of Southeast Asia. I I say Singapore is wrong in that respect because I think the evidence in that case also was a little bit iffy. And I think one kilogram of cannabis when countries like Thailand have legalized and people are walking around openly with it. I think there's a very wrong balance in all of this throughout Asia at the moment. But we will move on now. Democrats to push for sex toy legalization. The Democratic Party has pledged to push for legalizing sex toys, saying it will bring more benefits beyond sexual pleasure. The party made clear its stance towards supporting establishing a sex toy industry in Thailand with the primary aim of making sex toys safe, products for consumers, said Deputy Government Spokesman Rachada Dindarek in her capacity as an executive of the party. She said that the Food and Drug Administration and Thai Industrial Standards Institution would control these products' quality and safety standards if they become legal. 
In legalizing sex toys, those products will be reclassified as controlled goods and regulated instead of being classified as prohibited under Section 287 of the Criminal Code as they are now, said Ms. Rechada. If sex toys become controlled products, consumers aged 18 and above can buy them freely, she said. Sex toys are recognized as legal products in many countries such as Japan, Singapore, Germany and the Czech Republic, which can help generate substantial income, she said. In Thailand, a previous proposal to legalize sex toys stirred debate between supporters and opponents, she noted. While sex toys are currently illegal in Thailand, they are being smuggled into the country due to demand, Ms. Rashada said, adding that this means the state is losing a chance to collect taxes, which some corrupt state officials demand bribes in exchange for turning a blind eye. Sex toys are also believed to help reduce sex crime cases and save some marriage couples from considering divorce over an imbalance in sexual desires between them, she said. About 4,000 rape cases are recorded each year, while the actual number of rapes is believed to be around 30,000 annually, she said, citing official statistics and results of a study which found 87% of rapes aren't reported to the authorities. The global sex toy market has grown 7% annually since 2019, generating more than 300 billion baht annually, she said, citing a UK study. So there it is. There it is. We have political parties talking about how we're going to get the economy going, how we're going to get money in people's pockets all around the country. Putai party are talking about giving 10,000 baht to every citizen of the country next year if they get elected. The Bumjai Thai party are talking about giving a 700 baht uh, income card to the lower end. And the Democratic party are talking about sex toys. That's where we are. It's no wonder the Democratic Party in Thailand has become such a joke. And why people really, you know, have stopped voting for them. They did so poorly in the last election. They're the only people who have any brains have actually left their party. And they're left with people who are just creating stuff like this and actually talking about it during an election, which is complete rubbish. But let's just quickly talk about if it was an election, wasn't an election, would it be a good idea? Well, I find it funny that Thailand does ban sex toys, considering the things that you can do in this country that a blind eye is totally totally turned against. For example, you can go to Patong and watch a ping pong show. You can go get whatever type of massage you like in many masseuse shops. I mean, pretty much in a lot of these holiday destinations, whatever your desire is, it can be accommodated. But yet sex toys are barred in Thailand. There is really a little bit of an imbalance in how it works, but nevertheless, I'm not really sure it's an election topic. I don't think people will be sitting around the tables at nighttime talking about, you know, the idea that they might be able to get dildos soon. I just can't see it at the moment. But nevertheless, the Democratic Party believe that it is a pressing issue here in the country. But I'd love to know your opinion on it all. Do you think dildos should be made legal here in Thailand or do you think they should be still banned? I'd love to know your opinion, as always, down below in the comment section. Now, let's get on to something a little more serious. Phuket road deaths reached 50 after two fatalities on the West Coast Road. The death toll in Phuket's ongoing Carmageddon reached 50 after two fatalities on Patong Karan Road on Friday and rose to 51 after one more accident-related death registered on Saturday. The most recent cases is yet to be reported. 
The accident, which brought Phuket's road tally to 50, happened on April 21st on the road running along the island's west coast. The accident was reported by Tong Tong Rescue, the Katu branch of the Kosodiaharm Rescue Foundation, the biggest rescue service in Phuket. No police reports have followed so far. According to the foundation, a motorbike and a green play taxi collided on the section of Patak Road, somewhere between Patong and Karan, after the motorcycle lost control while trying to navigate a curve. Pictures from the scene shows two men lying on the road unresponsive. The damaged taxi remains in its lane while the motorbike is clearly on the wrong side of the road. National Road Safety Agency, the Thai Road Safety Committee, didn't know it really existed, reported exactly two deaths in Phuket road accidents on that day and one more the day after. Nothing has been reported about the most recent fatalities so far. As of 10pm on April 25th, the Thai RSC had registered 51 people dead and 7,373 injured in accidents on the island's roads since January 1st of this year. This compares to 32 dead and 5,071 injured during the same period of 2022. Both of the 2023 figures are higher by half than the 2022 ones. Well, possibly because there is a lot more people now here in Phuket and the country was initially really closed back in 2022, but Let's not really mention that in this article. I, I see a lot of this comparing and when you see it, you see comparing tourist numbers from this year to last year and going, oh, it's up 180%. Well, there's reasons for that. And also there is a obviously an increase in deaths and accidents here in Thailand from last year when the country you know, was in essence closed for pretty much half of the year. So I don't think it's really fair to compare i think a, a proper comparison would be take 2020 or 2019 figures probably 2019 figure and have a look at them versus now but for me reading the papers every day reading articles and actually on the thai rsc website you can clearly see the amount of accidents that are going on here in thailand on the roads and it is very very concerning to be quite honest now, if we look, for example, on the Thai RSC website that currently there's an English version, we can see that as of yesterday, we had 1,278 injuries on the road and 15 deaths. Now, the annual data, that's up until the 26th so far, right? We've had 261,561 injured people on the road. And to date, we've had 5,097 deaths on the road and to me that's just far too many now i know i go on a lot about roads and driving and being careful but this just highlights how dangerous the roads are at the moment and by the way a lot of the deaths that i see here in phuket a lot of the accidents are involving foreigners but yet for some reason the police the local government the governor seems to want to do nothing to fix this problem and there is a simple fix for this problem and i think we all know what it is first ensure that every person Getting on a motorbike has a proper motorbike license. Not a car license, not an international license for a car, none of this. A proper motorbike license. Ensure that everyone has insurance before they get in the car and ensure that the operator of these vehicles that are renting out these vehicles are registered, that all the vehicles are in good working condition and there's a proper system in place. And this, I think, will reduce some of the carnage on the road because I think if you start looking for actual motorbike licenses for people to get on the road, you'll quickly find a reduction in the amount of people by probably 90% because most people don't. They just get on the bikes and they go because they think, oh, I was told you should definitely rent a motorbike when you get to Thailand. That's the answer. And to finish that off, the local government here 
right, the governor and the police and who else, need to have a proper public transportation system in this province. Not some shitty bus that goes from the airport to one or two little stops along the way, okay, once every hour. Not some tuk-tuk sitting outside a central festival. Proper trams, proper trains, buses running throughout the whole island and making this a true world-class destination, not a world-class destination by the governor's mouth only. And that, and of course, the trickle-on to that is that with people using public transportation, they won't need to hire these motorbikes and they won't be on the roads and the roads will be a lot less congested and we should see a lot less accidents. Now, that's just my opinion. As always, guys, I harp on about it, but at the forefront of everything I talk about when I talk about driving here in Thailand, I want people to understand the danger when you do get on a bike here. And if one person listening to this show decides, you know what, I'm not going to rent a motorbike. I'm going to just get around by taxi or tuk-tuk or the old song tow that's going around. And that person leaves without being injured, then we've probably done a decent job in this show. But we want to make people aware that driving in Thailand is very dangerous. And if you're not, if you're not familiar with motorbikes, don't rent them. And finally, New Balance strolls out of Thailand as distributor's contract expires. Good news and bad news for fans of US sports shoe brand New Balance here in Thailand. The bad news is that the local distributor of the popular American sneaker shuttered its retail stores yesterday after its distribution contracts expired without renewal. The good news is that New Balance products will still be available while the distributor clears out its existing stocks of the prize sports fashion footwear. Look out for bargains online at Supersport, by the way, which is a great website if you're looking, and other channels. But you need to move fast. The distributor has confirmed it will not import any more new inventory. However, this may not be the last time we see New Balance models in Thai shops. Import and distribution of the distinctive recreational sports footwear may resume in the future if a new local distributor emerges, according to a New Balance staffer at the branch in Central Rama Shopping Mall. Thailand's sports shoe market is expected to expand 29.63% over the next five years, reaching annual revenue of 12 12.7 billion baht. That's uh, about $370 million in 2028, according to Statista. New Balance differentiates itself from other popular brands in the Thai market by incorporating technical features such as gel inserts, heel counters, and a greater selection of shoe sizes, particularly for wide and narrow feet. So I would say that right now you're going to see all these shops getting rid of their stock. But I think you're probably going to see a new distributor coming onto the market. And I possibly see that's what New Balance are up to here. They're probably not happy with the people that are currently running it. Probably decided to let the contract wind down and we'll figure it out as we go along. Because with that kind of money, with $370 million in play, you can be guaranteed that New Balance will be in the mix in some way. And folks, that's it for today. Hope you enjoyed the few stories we had for you. We'll be back in the next couple of days. Thanks again for tuning in as always and stay safe out there. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.